gentlemen and welcome back to the eagle eye podcast it is episode 41 and we're here to talk everything in regards to the super classical we're going to preview the three tigres matchup and so much more along the way but before i get any further let me introduce as always my co-host mr cowboy dan and <laughs> christian how are you guys doing oh man it's been a long day it's been a very long day you know very long day for me too as well but you know on the plus side you know you know if anybody's a texas history fan you know like myself obviously being from texas you know then you know something happened today in texas the cowboy dan name is back yes that's what happened in texas that's today. What happened, yes <laughs> <laughs> okay now tell the people what uh what today is today today since eight and back in 1835 is what started and sparked the texas revolution with the battle of gonzalez so there you guys have it. The Cowboys were born in, uh, at that that year. No, the Texans were born that year. We're finally getting our independence. We're working on it. Working on it. Still haven't found the right key just yet. Mm-hmm. Christian, how are we doing, my man? I'm doing good. I uh, just learned that I got stung by a bee in the middle of the night. Um, thank God I'm not allergic. So, so yeah. But yeah. I'm doing good, though. I'm good. Good thing well, I'm not allergic. Good thing too, because then we would have been out of co-hosts. Yeah, and then yeah, and then the ratings would be go would uh, go down. So. That's true, though. I mean, that you seem to be the, <laughs> one of the more popular. I thought it was done, but then you came in, and wow, people forget that hey, I'm on the show sometimes. Now, if you guys want to hear the story, it's a pretty interesting story. So I'll let you guys know later. All right, and then introducing today our guest, a very special guest from the city of Mexico, my birthplace, Mr. Tom Harrison. Tom, how are we? Very well, thank you. Uh, yeah, it's great to be on the show. I know we we spoke about it a, quite a long time ago now, but there was it wasn't possible with the time difference and everything. And uh, so to be be here is great. And yeah, great to to be on the show, especially after such a big weekend. Oh my goodness, I know. What what a weekend you had! I, I'm not gonna lie. I think I'm all jealous. of us were very jealous of you. Yes, very jealous. Yeah. I think everyone right now in the Liga MX English community is very jealous of you right now. <laughs> Live literally, you are the definition of LTD, living the dream. And uh, congratulations on uh, on on your success and and where you're at right now, man. And uh, you know, just uh, we're we're all very proud and, and happy for you as well. Thank you, thank you. Hopefully, more exciting stuff to come in the future. Definitely, definitely. This is just a stepping stone. But we're going to talk a lot about that Clásico. You were there at the Estadio Azteca. You got to live it. You got to see what the fans were going through for the full 90 minutes and then afterwards as well. And then we're going to break down what America needs to do to try to get a result away at Tigres, which is not going to be an easy task whatsoever. So, gentlemen, are we ready to go? Yes, let's do this. Yeah. Awesome. Let's get started. So, Got to start somewhere, right? And we're going to start on the Super Clásico. Gentlemen, we were very hopeful for a very, very good, entertaining game. I would say we kind of got one. Uh, we were more hopeful, though, that our team was going to be able to walk away with three points. Almost did in the last minute of the match, which would have made my prediction from last week come true. But as we know, ah, penalties, penalties, they plague us like no other team. Well, 
We walk away with a draw against uh, Guadalajara in the Estadio Azteca, and the Super Clásico comes to a stalemate, one-one. Let me hear your reactions. I mean, you know, I kind of said it too in the group chat. You know, um, yeah, it hurt. You know, because obviously we had plenty of chances to win it too. But you know, at the end of the day, you know, this has been the whole story this whole season. You know, how many times have we sat here and be like, oh, we had this chance, we had so many chances this game. You know, chances, you know, to really go up, you know, more than one, two goals at the end of the game. And, you know, it just it just happens again. So it's really not a surprise to me. Yeah, it's disappointing. You know, we couldn't get the three points. But at the end of the day, you know, it is what it is because, you know, we've seen it happen before. So it's not really too big of a surprise for me. Mm-hmm. I think Dylan really hit on the head when um, when he said that we missed chance after chance. Um, my reaction, it's, uh, it's a draw with like a feeling of defeat, you know. Uh, I really think America was the dominant team throughout the whole match. And it's um, it, it's just, oh, man, the chances that we had, especially the Uribe chance in the first half, like chances like that need to go in the net. And when they don't go in, it's just it's it's frustrating. Definitely, definitely. Tom, your final thoughts on after the full 90 minutes? Uh, struggling to breathe. <laughs> it was <laughs> incredible, incredible finish to the game, to be honest. And... Yeah, I think over, overall, to sum it up, America were the team that looked to win the game more, especially in that second half. Chivas, after scoring, dropped very, very deep and let America attack again and again and again. Um, they should have won, but, you know, obviously the, the penalty wasn't good enough. It was a good save by Godinho, but it was um, the, 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 way, the place that Uribe put the penalty was... It's always a, an area where if the keeper guesses correctly, that's going to be saved. Nice height, mid, middle of the goal mm-hmm. uh, to one side. You know, if Godinho guessed right, it was always going to be saved. And it was. And that's the case. And that's the story. And you know what, Tom? You captured the that at that moment perfectly in, in your video of the, you know, the fan that couldn't look at the penalty, but all the other fans just kind of holding their breath. Both sets of fans too, really. America on one side about to win it. Chiba's looking to grab away a point. And it's just you captured the moment perfectly because I, even Copa ninety used your video. And, they did, and, yeah. And just to kind of capture everything, the what, what the classical meant at that point, and uh, and then you really saw it. And then I think if you want, if you want to take away from this game, all you need to do is watch that little clip, and and everything's explained. Definitely, I was very fortunate that the the guy just in front of me, I, I noticed. He decided to turn around and pray and not look at the penalty, even though there is a giant screen just above him that he may or may not have been looking at. But uh, I was always going to video the penalty, and then I noticed he was there, so I thought I'd get some sort of split frame where you've got him on one side, that on the other, and then the moment it was saved, the Chivas fans are all above me, the the group of the Chivas-only section. So quickly turned around to see that, and... It was madness. So yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, it's a perfect video, it really is. Unless you're an America fan. <laughs> no, I think you can even appreciate it if, if you're not even if you're an America fan as well. I think you just see what what it meant for the Americanismo to at that point miss that penalty and what it what was riding on it because we knew that these three points would have been so so crucial to try to cement ourselves in that top uh, that top first place spot, which we kind of looks like it's gonna slip out of our hands, but. Either way, it, it was a very good matchup. I, I think in moments there was a, the the game kind of seemed a little bit dull, but it, it picked up towards the end, of course. 
Um, I would say this though. I, I I agree with you, Dylan. I think we were the uh, we were the better team. I know you said it too, Christian. You, we we I feel like we were the the better team throughout the full ninety minutes. Chivas had their bright moments. Um, their goal was was pretty decent. I would have to say that uh, George Sanchez could have done a little bit better. It looked like maybe he was slipping. I don't know, but um, or trying to not get get contact to to avoid getting that penalty penalty mm-hmm. call. But uh, you know, th- there was moments in which Chivas, you know try to do something and and it and it worked out for them at, at, at times but i think we neutralized them pretty well and i think for the most part I, I think a play that needs to be highlighted is guido rodriguez the amount of work he did in the midfield was was really tremendous yeah one of my players i said too to watch too this coming game too as well i think we're finally i think guido can keep guido can keep that up i think that's the player that we've seen from the class of the two this past season too as well um you know just something you know keep going forward and still he keeps that form too going forward because really, you know, like we said, you're going to have Tigres' coming game, which we'll get into too as well. And then you still got the rest of the season, the Gia too as well. I mean, I've always said time and time, Gila is the best America player this season. And if we need him to continue this form because uh, the p- people around him are not, I guess, at the level that they need to be. So Gila being in form right now really gives us a, a huge advantage. It really does. It really does. And I, I, let me ask you, Tom, because you you were down there. You, you you I think you can appreciate a player's movement a little bit more in real life than you can on screen. Uh, did, did 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 Guido capture your attention? Yeah, he always has done that. I mean, he was. You know, there's sometimes those players that you see when they come into the league, and you feel like within five minutes you work out that hey, this guy's good. And that was something with with Guido with. Um, when he when he first came into the league, and then seeing him close up against when I first went to America against Morelia, and against Chivas, you appreciate the way he's able to find that little bit of space to receive the ball, his physicality as well, the way he gets his body. In. Oh no! Oh, oh no! Oh no! Oh, no. <laughs> okay, lost Tom. We lost Tom. Tom. <laughs> you can't blame this on me, one Dylan. You can't blame me on this one. But I'll blame my Christian this time. I think, um, I think, yeah. If we were trying to uh, to, to go back to what Tom was saying, he was he's, he was always a very good player in Cholos, and he's definitely been a very good player for mm-hmm. us. So let, let's hope we can continue that run of form because, like you said, we're gonna need it. Mm-hmm. Okay, it looks like we got Tom back. Yeah, and just to add on to that, I think people are starting to realize that even though Guido had that like kind of poor season with us, with getting red cards every other game and injuries, you know, you can kind of see his full potential, and I think we appreciate him uh, much more now. No, yeah, definitely, definitely. So, Tom, uh, whenever you're ready, we'll, we'll gladly hear what you were trying to say about um, Guido, which I actually his name is Guido, not Guido. Yes, it's Guido. Yes. Someone said that in my uh, in my recent Club America career mode. He he corrected me. I do not have the name on me, but thank you, sir, for for doing so. So his name is Guido. But here at the Eagle Eye Podcast, we're about to baptize him, and his name is not Guido. <laughs> But he's uh, it looks like we got Tom back. Tom, everything everything okay down? Yeah, DS looks like he's still trying to connect. Oh my goodness! Well, it's okay. Don't 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 blame Tom. I will say this: my Mexico City is not known for their Wi-Fi. No, I will say this. But I mean, I guess just trying to carry on with the topic here. Uh, Tom, back. Are you, you back? You back? Yeah, you All right, Tom. My apologies. Uh, internet in the FA is very, very unreliable. 
I'll be honest. <laughs> it's okay. We we'd, we we'd expect it. Yeah, it comes and goes. Um, whereas I talk about Greedo, yeah, um, yeah. We're, like I said, we're, when you when you see a player up close, often you. Oh no! Don't tell me. Oh that. no! Again. Um. His his. Well, you know what? I think Tom represents the podcast perfectly. It just it it, it resembles everything. There's always technical difficulties on this show. Okay, look, we're good. Okay, Tom, I think we're good now. Oh, maybe. Doesn't what you do? Good me. <laughs> Not me. Okay, we do apologize for this. Uh, this is out of our hands, and I think out of Tom's hands as well. I think yes. we need. Uh, uh, Wait, I heard him. Did I hear him? No. Okay, I thought it did. Sorry. Okay. Well, I guess maybe we'll continue with the topic here. Sure. Um, Sorry, oh, guys. No, no, no. We're going to wrap. We're going to It's coming and going. I'm very sorry. No, no, no okay. <laughs> Am I continuing? <laughs> okay. Yeah, sorry. yeah. go ahead. Um, I, d I don't know what you've heard me say or not, but um, yeah, seeing a player up close, I've seen Guido up close, you were saying about how his movement, just his ability to find space uh, and the way he can protect the ball, the way he, you know, if he's under pressure, he gets his body in the way, he's able to turn out of the pressure and then and then find a, a forward pass so often. So, Yeah, I think we can agree. We can agree mm -hmm. to that. That Yeah, he, he's just been a very, very good, good player. And like you said too, Christian, there was a lot of question in in regards to to him and in the first season that he had with kind of the disciplinary stuff but i think at the end of the day he's just he he's wrapped it up and he could potentially be one of the best midfielders to ever play for the team if he can you know find find a way to to win a title with this club top player yes i don't know if you guys have seen but there's other countries other teams from other countries you know recognizing what gila just did this past game and you know it just shows you the the talent that this guy has and it's it's crazy how we keep questioning how how, how come he hasn't been called to the national team yet you know yeah um, but it, it sounds like he's uh he's starting to stir the pot down there in argentina yes. so it looks mm -hmm. like he uh he might just make it for uh for maybe not these this october uh international date but maybe for the upcoming one next year yeah maybe hopefully because i think i really think he deserves a chance um and yes chris he is the best number five in the league i do agree with you that that I think we can all agree in. Well, gentlemen, let's move on and talk about the team in general before we before we move on in, into into anything else. I, I want to talk about the team. I think the team started off pretty decently. I think we said America needed to go push forward. America needed to press, and then America needed to take the game to Guadalajara. And something that I think we did for a pretty good amount of time. I just don't know exactly what happened. I'm telling you, I mean, just I mean, I, we're going back to the same story. I mean, like let's just let's just really like I guess take a step back, you know, and like see this really as a whole. It's the same story, you know. Um, like I said, you know, this team, you know, has shot chance after shot and shot after chance, and you know, and then you wonder to yourself, okay, I've seen this before. So when's Chivas going to bring it to us now? And you know, Chivas actually did a little bit of that too as well. Hence the goal that they scored. 
Exactly. See, exactly. So, like, to me, it's not much of a surprise. I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm still upset, you know, because it's the classical. You know, that's not how I wanted to start the classical. Even, even you know, despite the chance, despite the, the, the thing that we started, you know, keeping these chances up and having shots to go, really putting the pressure on, really Mateus Uribe, too, as well, you know, really bringing it to them, too, as well, you know, really orchestrating things, too, as well. But at the end of the day, when how is it not surprising? How how can you expect? To, how what do you really expect too? No, I agree because uh, the chances after chances we had, and then you know when we let Chivas grow into the game because we literally let them because at the, at that moment America was controlling the game. America kept holding the ball and America kept taking to the game to them, which then said Chivas didn't really have much going forward. They didn't really have much explosiveness. So as as long as we kept the ball and as long as we kept them off our own side of the field, they weren't really a threat. It was once we started being a bit standoffish, it was once we started kind of just fading away and not really keeping up our press, then that's when we let Chivas back into the game, which hence they scored their goal. And like you said, it's no, it was no surprise. At, at the end of the day, goles que no metes, te meten, you know? Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. it's, it's ridiculous that we're, we're here sitting almost a year, almost a year now, Dylan, of me and you talking about this and having the same topic on our minds. We have yet to find a clinical finisher. We have yet to find a way to score these goals. It's ridiculous. It's yes. absolutely ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And I think we finally, finally got Tom back. Tom, are you, are you good? <laughs> I have, I, so I've moved so that I can get onto a different internet. Okay. Um, so hopefully that's going to be more stable. It looks like it already is. Yeah. It looks like it already is. So we're, uh, we're we've uh, we've kind of ended the Guido dis- discussion here. Now we've sure. actually I'm gone on. Uh, <laughs> so we're talking about the team in general. I, I, I was telling these boys, I, I feel like the team did very well at the beginning, trying to take the game to Chivas, kind of really keeping them uh, a little bit, uh, you know, in their own half. We, 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 we were kind of putting all the pressure on them. And I felt that really America kind of letting go of that pressure and kind of letting off from what they were doing, let Chivas get grow into the game. Yeah, I think that uh, you spoke about the chances missed in the first half. Certainly, there was dominance to start with with that um, wasn't capitalized on. And as the first half came to an end, there wasn't too much action. The second half started very slowly, and um, it was it was quite quiet. You know, thing, things had started to slow down, mm-hmm. and. It was it was strange when the goal happened because it was almost as if the crowd had predicted it. Because for about the the five minutes up to the goal, suddenly things started to lift in the crowd because it had been a bit quiet around half time just afterwards. Not that much was happening, but the the atmosphere built for that goal. Um, I think I think you could argue America let Chivas back into the game. I think you know Chivas sat back a lot. They obviously play played with, with three centre-backs, with five at the back, and, and they struggled to, to get the ball up to their attackers quite often. But, you know, I think America struggled somewhat as well at times. Um, they struggled to play through the middle of the pitch. You know, they it, it, it would be expected, perhaps, that with Uribe and, and Guido in there against two very inexperienced central midfield players with, for Chivas, that they'd be able to exploit that and play through the middle more often. But most of the time, America were looking to play wide. You know, the fullbacks, the, the wingers were very wide for a lot of the game and they were looking to play through there. And I, I think that kind of played into Chivas's hands at times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
I think that's been the story of 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 the season for us. And then it's something that we I think we've discussed, boys. It's it's we're always going out wide for some reason. And yeah. I've always thought that I, the best football we've ever played was actually going through the middle. I think when Uribe is able to link up with Peralta or with Roger, or the same as Guido, I I, I feel like that's when that's when we look better. I think that's. That's where you saw the the triangle the, the perfect triangle that they made. I don't remember who who got the ball, but it was just and it was in the first half where America just did a perfect triangle pass and it got got into the box and, and that was the best football I, I've seen in in that first half because we went down the middle. You know, mm. we 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 for some reason always do this tendency go out wide, go towards Renato, go towards Cecilio, and then especially. We, we for some reason try to use Cecilio's wing so heavily, and then what happens? Cecilio tries to take one or two players on, doesn't do anything, and then what happens? We get we we, we get counterattacked on. Yeah. So it's 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 right. Tom Tom was very right. I think we 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 struggled trying to play out the middle when really I, it should have been a game that you you would have thought okay we have this in the bag if we play out the middle. These two experienced players, one of them who has a World Cup under their belt, should be able to you know, dominate this game. But it, it just seems that Piojo's tactics were, were, were through the wing. And on, on that topic, um, interesting the role that Peralta played. Because throughout this season, we've seen Peralta coming deeper uh, often, very often, like you say about mm-hmm. the triangle. Uh, he's, he's coming off whether it's Martin or uh, whether it's Roger up front. And uh, something I saw a lot when America played Morelia when I was at, at the Azteca and it was Aribe was positioning himself on the left side and Peralta was on the right side and they were coming in to create that triangle in the midfield with, with Guido at the base. And what that didn't happen very much on, on Sunday. And, and I think perhaps this was because Chivas played with three centre-backs and so they felt, felt like they needed to keep two strikers to occupy the three centre-backs. Otherwise, um, it would be perhaps too easy. There's There's two players to, to cover Roger up front, but uh, it meant that America weren't a- able to play through the middle. And, and something I, I've, I've got a, a stat just to prove this about Uribe's role against Puebla, he made 22 passes and against Chivas, he only made 13. So mm-hmm. he was much less involved in the buildup. And this is something you don't want to see from probably one of your most creative midfielders. You know, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. Uh, you know, and, I think that what frustrates you more is that you know that these players have so much more in the tank, they just haven't showed it, you know? Yeah. And and I think the one player that I, I don't think a lot of people have discussed and maybe we should be discussing is the fact that Roger was ridiculously quiet for me. Yes, I, I agree too. I don't think... Um, I know it's his first season and I know we shouldn't put so much on him, but this is the... We're going to our 12th game of the season and he has one goal. Yeah, uh, two goals. Listen, we we two goals. We brought you in here to be our number nine. We brought you in here to make a lot of goals, and you're not producing that. Uh yes. Uh, I guess you can kind of, you know, look at Roger and and you know, kind of say like, listen, like, how come you're not you're not scoring? I don't know if if maybe correct me if I'm wrong, Tom, but did you, I felt like Roger was actually trying to come in deep to receive some of the passes. You're absolutely right. In fact. Um... I, I had a quick look at the average position map just before I came on and I was surprised to see that Roger was actually behind on average um, further back than Peralta was. And 
it's like the roles have now been reversed in which we at first saw it was Peralta, the one who would drop in deep and receive. And now it was Roger. And, and now it's just, it, it's, it just seemed to throw the whole, the whole uh, attacking uh, side kind of on balance. So it's, it's, I mean, I don't know what, well, I mean, we could say a lot about Roger granted. Yes. He's had his injuries. Uh, it, it is his first year. And, you know, the, the Mexican league is, is it, it takes a while to adapt and it, Mexico City alone is it is pretty tough to adapt. I mean, how's how's it going over there with you and the and and the altitude, Tom? The altitude is insane. Um, I'm really high up. I'm on the edge of the city, on the way to Toluca. Uh, it's about okay. two thousand eight hundred meters up here. It's normally about ten degrees colder than it is actually down in the city. And oh, sometimes you know I'm out coaching you join in a little bit in practice or you go run after a ball i'm out of breath in two seconds <laughs> it's, it's true though it's true it's a, it's a feeling that i've never had before you know i've done a few runs here just to try to adjust and to see what i could do and it, it gives you a feeling like yeah i can't, I can't really describe it it's like I'm, i've never had that feeling of just like you, your your body's burning you know your heart's burning your lungs you you can't you can't breathe there's just like nothing yeah. there mm-hmm. it's really really hard and it's given me a whole new respect you know it's something i always said for a while i've always um theorized that the altitude has an impact on the way the mexican football is played but now i've got a whole new respect for what those what those guys do because um you know back in the uk i could i could go out and do a 5k jog and here I can do three laps of a football pitch and I'm dead. <laughs> it's crazy. It's, it's, it's the altitude is something that it, it's ridiculous, you know, mm-hmm. which is why some teams try to come here a week earlier just to try to find a way to, to, to try to accommodate to that. But I mean, you know, all of this, you, you'd expect Roger maybe at this point of the season to be a little bit better. You know, we, we saw great things of him from, you know, the preseasons, but again, that was only preseason. Can't really take much of that because we saw Cecilia Dominguez be an absolute monster in preseason, and he hasn't really delivered it in this one. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I don't think it helps too that maybe we've we've uh, put Roger in the same category as Cabañas in the sense that we said, "Oh my God, he reminds me so much of Cabañas because of his right. the way he's built," you know, and and that's kind of maybe set the, the bar a little bit too high for someone who's just coming in. Because let's face it, when Cabañas came to the league, he wasn't he wasn't who he ended up being. You know, when he came uh, he came to Juarez, and you know he he it took it took him a while to adapt. So I, I feel like maybe Roger's still in that adapting mode, and which is why when we look at someone like Henry Martin who comes in, you'd expect a little bit more. We haven't gotten from that. And Dylan, he's your boy. I know I know you stand up for him. So maybe tell me why why is it that Henry hasn't even been able to surpass Roger Martinez at this stage of the season? Well, I mean, just I guess you I you remember my rant a couple pods ago too as well. I mean it, you kinda get my gist from that too. You can go back and listen to that too as well. But you know, at the end of the day you said it too as well with Rio Barata, you know, he's our captain, you know, it's a business, you know, imagine how it'd be if he was to get benched. I, I feel like, you know, we brought in Roger, you know, we're expecting this from Roger too as well. I mean, yeah, we've seen, we've seen good stuff from Henry Martin too as well in the Copa Mekis, you know, um, 
you know, one thing I do question is, you know, in the second half, why wasn't Henny Martin brought on sooner for Roger Martinez? You know, that's just me. And I don't know how y'all feel about that too as well. But I think it's just Bioho. And, you know, I think Bioho maybe overthought it too a little bit too as well. And he keeps thinking, okay, Roger's going to, Roger's going to bring it. Roger's going to bring it. And Roger doesn't still. I feel like Roger shows it in the training ground. But when it comes to game time, Roger's not there. Yeah. I mean, same can, same can be said about a lot of players too, really, on that pitch. <laughs> I think um, I, I think Roger was one of those players who didn't show up. I think Mateo Zuribe was probably one that could have done better, even mm-hmm. before the penalty. Uh, Cecil Dominguez, again, just not the Cecil Dominguez from last season. Uh, just, you know, I, I, I would say this, though. The, the, the one player that I expected to disappoint me didn't, and I'm very thankful for that. Aguilera seemed like he held his own in this game. I don't know what you guys think. Yeah, he did, but I guess, you know, I don't think he was worked enough, you know. Like we said, America dominated the whole match. You you had moments of brilliance from Chivas, but, I mean, I don't think there were enough to, like, to trouble him, I guess. Uh, I don't think the center backs or the defense, like uh, I should say, didn't really have that big of a task this game. Correct me if I'm wrong, Tom, but I don't think much has seen had that much work. Four shots on target from Chivas. Uh, in the whole game, which is actually the, the same that America managed. <laughs> I mean, that, that tells But America had 13 more t- shots in total. Exactly. Um, yeah, I, th- I think that that point on Aguilera is, is absolutely right. It wasn't a game in which the centre-backs were regularly tested. Um, like like as I said, the Chivas attackers weren't fed with possession very much, so we, we didn't really see him fully tested. Mm-hmm. Which is good though, because we know how uh, how mistake prone Aguilera is. So, so we thought we thought something. And good. Bruno too. I mean, you, uh, you never know when you when you get a player in the box, and Bruno is just I don't know. He's walling yeah. out. Sometimes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but we'll uh, we'll wrap up this segment real quickly because I know you boys are going to the Chivas and Norte podcast tomorrow, and you guys are going to be breaking it down with them a little bit more. So, just kind of your final thoughts on on, on the game, and uh, we'll we'll. We'll, we'll move on from there. Christian? Uh, like I said in the beginning, it's uh, it's a draw with the feeling of defeat. We we really should have won this game. Um, I really hope this kind of kicks a gear into the players because we have a tough schedule coming up, and you know, we can't we can't go down from here. Dylan? Yeah, I mean, it's basically the same story still. Like, we, like I said, you know, we talked about, you know, chance after chance, you know, just didn't finish. You know, it's not there. The finishing isn't there. And uh, kind of like Christian said, you know, we still got a tough schedule coming up. Uh, Tigres, uh, Cruz Azul, Toluca, Santos. I mean, it's tough. I mean, this is really going to be a long stretch into where we solidify position in the gear. The only bright side I see about our schedule is we close against Veracruz. But even that game has me worried for some reason. I don't understand. I don't. I don't underestimate anyone now. We should, as we shouldn't. As we shouldn't. Tom, I'm giving you the platform to just completely just gas out on what the experience was and your final thoughts on on what was a, i would hope a pretty good first super classical for you it was an unforgettable experience uh, i i've said to some of my friends back in the uk that it's something you've got to go to because it's so unique to what i think it's unique in world football in, in many ways and it's unique to what i'm used to uh, in the uk fans don't sit together it doesn't happen the whole stadium is segregated. You have a small area for away fans and the rest is home. And if you jump up and celebrate when the away team scores on the home end, 
you get kicked out straight away. So to see from being there two hours early, being out in the parking lot, um, having the pregame food, American Chivas fans everywhere. You're going into the stadium, American Chivas fans all together. You sit down. There's a family next to me where the dad is America, the mom and the daughter are Chivas. It's just completely mixed. And yet they manage to be loud. They manage to make fun of each other. They manage to create a, a, a thrilling, exciting atmosphere, which was more exciting than any English game I've ever been to. And yet it was 100% peaceful, well-natured, even with the penalty at the end. America fans weren't you know, losing their mind. They weren't causing any trouble. They were still singing for their team. They were laughing around with the Chivas fans. People were taking photos together. People were coming up to me and the guy I was with asking where we were from. It was so friendly, so loud, so exciting. The atmosphere was unique. And uh, for me, I, I just couldn't ask for a better atmosphere at a football match. Uh, and the way the game went just w was perfect for being there. Because like I said, it, it died off and then it just built up and up and up. And then that Chivas goal went in. The stadium went mad. And that last 20 minutes was just... It was it was incredible. So something uh, I don't know if you guys have ever have, have been to a Super Classical, but it's something you have got to do uh, absolutely. And yeah, I just it, incredible <laughs> experience. Um, I can't wait to go to another one. Really, <laughs> Tom's over here living the dream, and I'm living yeah, off my college. Honestly, oh my, I'm so jealous now. The way you're describing it, just. No, I'm looking at the next one. Their tongues right now because of you, Tom. But you know what? We're very happy that you were able to experience that, and then we'll, we'll, uh, we'll I'll take, I'll take these two one day to to the Azteca for for a game like that. But um, gotta go. So much fun. That was the food. Yeah, that's where I was going to next, man. <laughs> after the game, those tacos that they sell outside. I mean, just. Well, we, um, I was with another coach that I, I work with, and um, so we had some some tacos pre-game. Uh, he's lived over here for about seven, eight years, so you know he knows he knows okay. everything to do. He knows all the stuff. So, yeah, we had some we had some great tacos pre-game, and uh, you know it was good. Okay, now Always here's good. my question. This is this is not regarding. This is going back to food. I I always ask this uh, because um, we uh, we. Whenever I, I I know someone that, that just barely moved to Mexico City, I always tell them, if you're going to Mexico City, there are three things I I highly recommend you you, you go and eat. They will rock your world. One is a, a torta tamal. <laughs> I knew you were going there. Two is a bambaso, and three is a torta cubana. Now, out of those three, have you ate any of them? Not that I know of. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I don't know what it is. I just, yeah, uh, you know, my Spanish isn't great. So it's kind of like, yeah, that one. Yeah, that, sure. <laughs> you know, uh, I, I couldn't answer that question. You might have to send me some pictures or something so I can. There's nothing better than a torta tamal in a, in a really, really cold morning down in Mexico City with your champurrado and you're ready to go. Oh, <laughs> I would just leave it at that, but I'll definitely send you some recommendations because I, I will argue and I will fight anyone who says otherwise. Mexico City has got the best food in the world. I will put it, I will put it there. And Christian, you agree with me? Yes, I do agree with you. 
There we go. See, Dylan, I'd ask you, but yeah, I, I feel like you'd say I've only been to Border Towns. <laughs> All right, gentlemen. Well, one one results, not exactly what we wanted, but America does close out. Uh, obviously, Piojo in the hot seat after uh, after the, the game. Would you guys say that uh, maybe the the seats got a little bit hotter after after the result? Yeah, it's gotten yeah, yeah it's kind of warmer. It's very warm, warmer. Actually. How's it, how's how are the the tablets running it down there, Tom? I don't see I don't see much. I haven't seen much to be honest. Uh, but you you get a feeling that the pressure is starting to build, especially after the Copa Mekis defeat. I mean, it's Copa Mekis, but but there's something about that that defeat. You know, it's it's been in charge for a while now, so. If he, if he doesn't win anything this season, it's yeah. I can understand the pressure coming on, especially you know the the squad's the squad's very strong, very strong, extremely strong. Even with the likes of Menace out, you'd still think that uh, yeah. you know we have more than enough to be able to go and challenge for the championship. So I, I think we said it too in our in our preview for the season, Dylan. It's it's either it's it's title or he's out. Tower bust. Pretty much. Really much at that. All right, gentlemen, let's move forward and let's try to look into the future as we are going to go down to the Volcan over there in Monterrey. Tigres, a side that probably isn't the friendliest to go to. I'm not just talking about their fans, but their state. Uh, but, you know, whenever we do go play against them, we don't always walk away with the best result ever. And I was thinking to myself on, on the drive back home from school and thinking about this game, and I thought, would a draw be considered a result against Tigres or are we forcing the team to go out there and get three points away at the Volcan, knowing how the situation is right now? Oh man, yeah, I mean, a tough one. I mean, the three points—they're really necessary at this point, to me, in my opinion. I yeah, mean, but it's it's you're you're away at a very tough area, very tough atmosphere against a very good team. I mean, would would you think that a draw would be maybe satisfied enough for 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 the fans and for Piojo? Or are, do we got to say it's look, it's America and America's got to go and get all three points? Well, I mean, okay, a draw a draw is realistic. I'll say that. Yeah, it is it is realistic. But I think at this point, with the way with the way the things have been going, especially with how long Piojo has been the coach, I feel like the draw is more. I'm mean, not the draw. The win is is more needed right now. I feel like the need is what what the fans and what and what everybody else is going to expect. Okay, Tom, what do you what do you think? If Amerika walks out on Saturday with a draw, you think it's it it'd be a good result, or do you think the media will start crucifying uh, Piojo again? The media will probably crucify just because that's the media, but. <laughs> It's a it's a fine result, although I have just a draw at Tigres is a fine result, but I have just looked at the the schedule you guys have got to come, and it's it's not an easy finish to the season at all. Nope. You've got I mean Cholos at home afterwards, okay, but then you've got Cruz Azul, which is away, but it's at home as well. <laughs> That's going to be a really interesting game um, to see what the atmosphere is like there because obviously with Cruz Azul being back, he has Teco. And then Toluca. Toluca aren't easy. Santos nope. away. Santos is a tough place to go to. Yeah, you should beat Veracruz to finish, but it's uh, a pretty tough run-in and um, you know, obviously you guys are looking at it thinking we really want to come first, second in the table. I, I think top four is absolutely fine for me, mm -hmm. but it's tight. 
there's a lot of teams within a few points as ever that's Liga Mekis so you come outside the top four and then the pressure's on for that that first playoff game because if you tie then you're out mm-hmm. yeah yeah I, I think I think the boys will agree with me top three is what we're looking for I, I, I don't even think a fourth place spot would even you know be be all right with us no Definitely not. No, no, because I mean, like, like Tom has Tom said too. You know, this is this this team stacked. You know, this is a strong squad. Um, you know, whether Bioho is playing them to their strengths, I don't really think so. I still think we still have yet to see the full potential of this team too, as well. Um, and you know, at times I think we have seen it too as well. It's just the consistency of keeping that the for the full ninety minutes. Really, I mean that that's the first step. I think is to play the full. 90 minutes consistently too as well because we still haven't seen that too as well from the team okay okay agreed agreed right there so yeah i mean realistically a draw is okay acceptable a win is exactly what america needs at this point because you imagine america walks out of the volcano with three points you can only imagine what that's going to do to the confidence of the team to try to close out the season Mm -hmm. i mean these last couple of home games that we have don't even kind of, you know, fill me with that much confidence. At Tijuana, for some reason, whenever they've come to the Azteca in, in the past season, I think they've they've closed themselves down pretty much to the point where they're comfortable with trying to get a draw away from us, which they did last season. And, I mean, obviously the Cruz Azul game is also at home, even though it's quote-unquote away, but that's also going to be a very tough matchup at that. And surprisingly enough, I think it's, even though it's Veracruz, I, for some reason at that point of the season, I feel like if we're really, really looking to get points at that point, if we haven't secured third place, then it's it's going to be a tough match. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, three points right now would mean the world to the team. But at the same time, I don't think a draw should cause for concern in regards to what the rest of the season has to come. I don't know. I'm very indifferent on this because, listen, Cruz Azul, Santos, Toluca, Tigres, they're all in the top eight, okay? A draw here, a draw there. We're looking at seven, eight. Tijuana is tied for eight. So you know Tijuana's going to play us hard because they want to get in that eighth spot. So I really don't think we can afford a draw this Saturday. We need to go for the three points. And I think Piojo will tell the boys, listen, we need three points this match. Okay. Okay, now that I have you guys on that mindset, three points is what we need away from the Volcan. Now, what is it that we need to produce in order to get these three points? Because uh, how is it that Tigres has been doing in these past couple of games? She don't even know. Tigres has been... I don't know. Oh my God, no one they've, been in, they've been in indifferent form all season, to be honest, Tigres. It's yeah. been... Uh, like many of their seasons, actually, they... They often come good. I mean, they've won the last three aperturas. They, they often come good when it matters most. But uh, they they got a very important victory on the weekend against Caretaro. But obviously, their their classical uh, against Monterrey was not a very good performance from either team, to be honest. And yeah, they haven't had an exceptional season. I still think what we're seeing from Tigres more than ever, I think, is is rotation of players and. Ferretti is not sure what his best attacking lineup is right now. Um, we're seeing, you know, one game it's Valencia, then it's Quinones. Uh, Dam's had more game time than a lot recently. Hasn't done that great. Zellerian's playing a lot. Uh, they've still got Vargas, who, who gets the odd start, comes in from the bench. So they, maybe in a similar way to America, 
stacked in, in attack, but haven't quite found their best formula, their best lineup. And so they're chopping and changing around a bit and it hasn't been majorly effective this season. Mm, it hasn't, it hasn't. Neither has it been for America. So now the question is, what Tigres are we going to get on Saturday? Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. Because it's and the question is, what America are we going to put out there as well? Because now it's two teams that are kind of on a similar kind of road. The thing that worries me, though, is like Tom said, Tigres have been very irregular throughout the last couple of seasons, but it, they turn it on when it matters. And guess what? We're at, at that point of the season where, hey, you need to start turning it on if you want to make it into the Liga in good form. And... I mean, what better way to do it than against America? We all know how it goes here in the league. It's You can play bad for three, four, five games, but when it comes time to play against America, for some reason, everyone seems to start showing up. It's the weirdest thing, but it happens. And, you know, that that's just the thing, too, as well. Well, you just because there's, there's a certain pride in beating the big boys. Yeah, that's true, too. Whether it's America, Chivas, or at the time, Cruz Azul and, and Pumas, but... Yeah, now it's the question is okay, so we know that Tigres is probably going to put out their best lineup. We're, we're probably going to see a very attacking side. Question is, well, now, I mean, I mean, like Tom said, what what is their best lineup? I mean, I, I mean, I mean, like, you know, it, it's, does it really matter at this point? If you really see, look at Tigres' squad, they have so much that uh, depth in every position. So I don't think it really matters what player they put out because you know they're going to, at any moment, they can just pop off and, you know, create something. Dylan, you asked what's Tigres' best attacking lineup. His name is Gignac, and that's pretty much it. <laughs> because he's 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 been a he's been a a thorn in our side for 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 quite some time now. You know, on mm-hmm. everyone's side. Yeah. If if we're not careful, he's gonna become the next Bocelli the, against oh, us. You know. <laughs> so it's just it's it's trying to find a way to I wouldn't say neutralize just Gignac because like we said, Tigres has more options than just him, but. It's 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 trying to find that balance in that defense and a player that we mentioned earlier, Aguilera. Is he going to get the start or is he going to sit the bench? I would imagine that we'd want to see Edson in the starting eleven, no? Definitely, I think Edson. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so then Tom, let's let's give it to someone who's more on a neutral perspective here. Who do you think should be the 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 right center back partnership for America between Edson Aguilera and Bruno. Which one of those needs to needs to start, and which one of those can see the bench? I would I would like to see Edson and, and Bruno. I think I think Valdez is is a fantastic defender. Obviously, we 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 all know about Edson. Um, been a top prospect for a long time now. It's it's what I'd like to see, but I did wonder whether after his absence he will make it back into the squad and the reason i say this is is just because of age and experience and i wonder how much you know will piojo say i want i want the old guys i want the experience i know you i know you guys aren't a big fan of aguilera i don't know exactly what piojo thinks himself but he has the experience and um that's something piojo seems to seems to like i mean we come back to Martin earlier. For me, Martin has done absolutely nothing wrong since he's been with America. I think he's performed very, very well. And I think the only reason he hasn't been getting more chances ahead of uh, Martinez, who has, has not done as well as you guys would have hoped, is because of the reputation, because of the, ex- the lack of experience, because of the lack of game time that he's had in his career. So 
you know, you, you do wonder whether these things, um, how much these things count against them. But I, I'd like to see Edson and, and Bruno, personally. Now, he brings up a good point in that, in, in regards to experience. And now, let's not forget, too, that Bruno lost his starting position after he got a red card in the Pumas game. Now, will Edson suffer the same fate? Because let's face it, both both red cards, both Bruno's and Edson's, were very stupid ones to to concede. Mm-hmm. So, you know, will Piojo end up taking uh, kind of Tom's perspective and going with that defensive lineup where you know both center backs are very experienced, or will he respect Edson's good form and say, "All right, you're back in it." Anyone? Um, I mean, no, 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 yeah, no. I, I get, I get, I get what's going on here too. You know, it's, uh, to me, it just seems just kind of up in the air, and what really, what, what's really gonna happen too as well. Um, I get the fact that you know Bruno lost his spot. You know, obviously, whenever he got that red card, and obviously, like you say, you didn't see him in the lineup for a while too as well. Um, just a matter of what Bioho wants, and at the end of the day, you know, I'd rather have Edson no Raguleta. But, you know, I've just, you know, it's the thing, you know, that that it's a Bioho thing. That, like you always said, you, you never know what's going to happen now with Bioho and what he's going to do with the lineup. Okay. Okay. And talking about lineup, I'm about to ask you, too, to give me your predicted lineup. Give me give me what you guys think is going to be the 11 that fields against Tigres on Saturday. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll go. I'll have a much the scene in goal. Uh, Aguilar, uh, Bruno, Edson. I wrote Sanchez, Sanchez uh, in the left back position. Um, I'd have uh, Renato Ivara on the right, um, Uribe, Guido. I actually started Ivara Gwyn in the left hand side this weekend. Then I'd, I, Oribe Brata, obviously, up top, our captain. And I'd rather see Henry start this time over Roger. But what is your what is your gut telling you? I guess Tony Rogers is going to start anyways. <laughs> it was most likely going to be true. So, Christian, do you add anything to that lineup? Nope. Same exact lineup. Nice. Okay. So, then Ibar Gwen has merited a start after the goal in in the Clásico. He's just we better ne- than Cecilia this season. And we I, never I, doubted I, him. We never doubted him? I, <laughs> I haven't. I still, I still never doubted him. I've always said, I think Ibar Gwen has shown more than, than Cecilia, and it boggles my mind how come Ibarwin didn't start this game over Cecilio. I think it would have made a bigger impact on the game, in my opinion. I don't know. He he does a little bit too much for me sometimes. But, I mean, so does Cecilio. So I feel like they're both on the same boat for me. But, Tom, now after hearing what the boys have predicted, how do you see that lineup for America? Do you think that's that's strong enough to come out with, with said three points? Or you think that uh, we're, we're going to be lacking something? Well, I agree with the predicted lineup. First of all, I think I think that uh, Ibargan will come in, and um, I definitely think he he's shown a lot more than Cecilio has this season. Cecilio, ever since last season, uh, I, I think it was after a game at Pachuca where he had a ridiculous game, and I tweeted something like, "Get him in the team of the season already." Yes, ever since then, he's been pretty awful. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> I, I some sort of jinx. Uh, after that tweet, but yeah, I, I, to me, I don't know why he's been starting so much lately. Because yeah, he hasn't he hasn't done enough. He just keeps losing the ball in his mm-hmm. um, attempts to dribble and isn't affecting the game in, in enough of a positive manner. Um, 
In terms of the specifics for the game against Tigres, I think the America's strengths on the wing actually could prove very, very good in this game. Obviously, shutting down their attack, the Tigres attack is a challenge, although Tigres, with the way they play, often make it very easy for you to defend against them if you sit back because uh, they pass the ball sideways and backwards for a lot of the game. They, they don't force things. They don't play very, very quickly for a lot of the, the match. And um, if you effectively defend deep against them, deny space, then they can find it very difficult to break down. Like we saw in the, the Clásico against Monterrey, they barely created a thing because Monterrey defended well against them. And then if America can do this and rapidly hit on the counter with the pace they've got down the wings, we know Ibarra and Ibargan, they're phenomenally fast when running with the ball. Um, if they can do that, then I think they'll cause Tigres a lot of problems. So personally, I think this is a game that's set up well for America. I think it's set up well for the the way that, um, you know, the way the squad is balanced, the way they've been looking to play. Uh, the danger is if they, if they do try to press a bit more and try to battle over possession, then Tigres are actually, despite their possession game that we know them so well for, they're normally most dangerous when, you, when they play a ball over the top. And mm-hmm. they score both their goals on Saturday against Carretero with balls over the top. Um, so... If America play this game sensibly, I think they can definitely come away with, with a victory. Okay. Well, there you guys have it. Tom, breaking it down perfectly. We're going to send that little clip to Piojo and everyone down there in America. Hopefully, they can listen to you because at this point, a lot of us are starting to lose faith in the tactics that are, are being put out there on the pitch. But hopefully, with Tom's you know, great way of breaking it down, hopefully, Piojo can, can do that. Because you're right. I, I think this game is set up perfectly for, for America to go out there and try to get the three points. Lately, I, I I don't feel like there's there's enough in, in the players to try to go out there and look look for it, especially if we concede. I think the moment we concede a goal, it's it just it feels like the, the, the team morale just goes down. And that's not what you want to see. You want to see a team that will fight, that will say, okay, you scored a goal on me. We're about to go score two on you. I just don't see that from the team. Um, I haven't really seen that in, in quite some time. But, I mean, what do you guys what do you guys think? What, you guys agree with Tom? Anything else you guys want to add on? What, what do you guys have? Not all at once. <laughs> my, 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 mine lagged. I'm sorry. I didn't, I didn't get to hear your question. Dylan, you didn't hear me? No, I did not hear you at all. I'm sorry. Cowboy, Cowboy Dan. Cowboy Dan. Dan. And his Wi-Fi, you know, damn, that's cool Wi-Fi. But just basically, I, I feel like if we concede a goal, I feel like that's the end of us at that point because I feel like the team just doesn't have that spirit to just say, all right, we're going to come back, we're going to come back, we're going to come back. Mm-hmm. Um, and and after that, I said, you know, you agree with Tom? Would you add anything to that? What, what Final thoughts on, on this? Oh, thing? no, yeah, um, I, do, I do agree with Tom. You know, it's just that, you know, I don't – really see you know us soaking in the pressure like the whole 90 minutes though as well and i'm, I'm pretty sure that's what tom wasn't getting at too as well but you know um i do i do like that idea of counterattacking. and my only concern is do do are we crisp on the counterattacking? because i think we saw plenty of chances we had the chance to uh, counterattack against chivas and you know there were the passes were off you know it wasn't really crisp at all the counterattacking aspect of this of this of this game you know what you're right tom we have such pace down the wings and sometimes I feel like it's too much pace that some of these times you know Ibarra and Ibarra just kind of forget the ball mm-hmm. 
And going back on the topic of conceding a goal, we conceded a goal, you know, I kind of feel Renato Ibarra gets a little bit too desperate. Um, I think he tries to force a lot of things. And if we concede a goal, I'm afraid that he's going to try to force more things, which will lead us to losing the ball more. And I kind of feel that with Roger as well. Like, uh, I think it was Tom that mentioned it, that Roger has been dropping back in the last game. I feel like if we concede a goal, he's going to want to do that more too when Oribe Peraza is doing it as well. And we have no one in, in that kind of like the area in the box to receive and make a goal. Conceding a goal is very bad for us. And I also think that Guido and Mateos will have the biggest jobs this game against Tigres, against their midfield in, um, in Pizarro and Carioca. Yeah, yeah. We'll have to see what the midfield battle is and who comes out on top. Hopefully, it's going to be our boys. But, I mean, we'll have to wait and see. But it will be Saturday. Is it at 5 my time? Or... Yes. Yes, five-year time. It's five-year time? No, five-year time, eight-my time. Oh, eight-year time. So it, it is a pretty decently mid uh, midday game for, for us here in the United States. It's going to be seven for you, Tom and Dylan. So it's perfect uh, evening game, I would imagine. And uh, obviously, it's going to be at the Volcan. We're going to be able to see it through Univision. I would believe you'd be able to see it through Televisa, Tom? Uh, yeah, probably. Probably. I'd I flick through the channels. It's somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> the, all the games are somewhere. The Copa Mekis games seem to be shown on about seven different channels. Uh, the, the, the rights must be really cheap yeah. or something. They, they all show them. Yeah, they do. It's ridiculous. <laughs> and uh, all I, all, from the little bit that I know is America games are usually on channel five. Yeah. Or well, both America games since I've been here. I've, I've been home games I've been at, so... I mean, I'm yeah, so you wouldn't, you wouldn't me. know. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't know. And you, I mean, you have that. I was like, come on, people down there in Mexico, if Tom's been able to go and he's not even a Mexico fan, why are you guys not going? Come on. Is it, uh, tell us, how is Mexico City traffic? Uh, bad. <laughs> 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 yeah, it's, it's pretty bad, especially on a Friday. Friday traffic is really bad. But, oh, my goodness. You know, it's crazy yeah. down there, no? It does, um, but generally, like for the for the games, I've been going pretty early. Like on Sunday, I, I went to Pumas first, so you know I was just out for the day, and so I went I went early. So it was it was fine getting to the stadium, but yeah, afterwards getting out took ages. So my advice is make the most of it. Go early, get your food, or stay afterwards to have food. You know, enjoy the experience yeah. rather than sitting in traffic. Get food before and after. Even it, better. It, it That's Ivan's motto. It, 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 yeah, well, it is. Because it either it, it softens the pain or it, it, or it keeps you going happy. So on whatever aspect, it's, it's, it's food is food and it's delicious. Like I said, I will, I, will, I will live and die by my statement. Mexico City is the best food in the world. <laughs> but, um, I mean, now comes the best part of the show, prediction time. <laughs> so... Give me your prediction for uh, Saturday's game. I'll throw it to you first, Tom. I think it's going to be a good game. I'm, I'm going for a 2-2. Two, 2-2. Two. Two, two. Okay, yeah, I think Scotty... Really good game. Scotty mentioned on the chat, 2-2-2. Two, two, two. Okay. Really? Okay. <laughs> All right, Dylan, give me your prediction. Cowboy Dan says... 3-2. Three, 3-2. Two. Three, two America. For America. Wow, Okay. Okay, not the only one to say 3-2. Mr. Lewis giving that prediction as well in the chat. 
All right. Christian, give me your prediction. 3-1 America. 3-1 America. Oh, Where is all this confidence for goals? I, I feel I have, I have well, this we're going weird... Up I, you guys giving me like one gold margin. I have this weird <laughs> punch that Tigres will get a red card on Saturday. I ha- I don't know why, but I, I feel it coming. Okay, so now all of a sudden we got goals uh, coming out of nowhere. So, okay, so 3-2-2-2 and 3-1. I'm going to be the only one to go conservative here, and I'm going 1-0 America in like the 80-something minute. We walk away with it. And that's a a little bit far-fetched for me. Wow. I've I've gone a full 180. I've I've been from predicting 4-0 since the World Cup to now being very conservative. You learned your lesson finally. I did. And that and that guy that's at us that at us too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he well he brought it to our attention. So but uh one day, one day I'll bring back that that four nil uh prediction out of retirement. But it it sounds like you guys are predicting a very good game with a lot of goals. Yes. So let's hope that is the right thing to do. You'd expect a very, very, very good uh, spectacle. I mean, these are two very good teams going at it. I mean, it's Tigres on one end who have been this kind of dominant team for the past couple of years. And then, of course, it's America. America is always going to have this kind of pressure to, to deliver. But, you know, let's hope that it is a very good game. And would you guys be upset if the result stands 2-2 uh, stand, stands like Tom says? Yes, like uh, I mentioned before, uh, we can't afford a tie right now. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean... Like I said, it's realistic, but at this point, with the way, with the way Piojo has been handling things, you know, uh, I think we can go back, obviously, and talk about a couple games that we could have done differently, and possibly win. I mean, at this point, you want to see the three points, you know, because I think I think it's that point in the season we've said it too that you know every point's going to count now. I'm thinking I'm the only one that would be okay with a two-two result, and I think a three points is needed. Especially for morale, you know, you just you just lost in Copa Mekis. You just, uh, you know, tied against Chivas when you should have won. You know, a a good win against Tigres, who's a very good team, should can do something for for their morale, and I hope it does. Well, let's hope it let's hope it is, and let's hope that we do walk away with that win. But I'm just saying this for all Americanismo out there that are listening to this right now: if we walk away with a draw. Do not call for Piojo's head because it's a pretty decent result against. Already did. He already did. There's no going back. I'm just saying. I mean, we're so quick to 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 fire the trigger here, but I mean, tell me who's gonna come and replace Piojo at this point? Me. Besides you, Christian, because you're your contract. You, Tom. There we go. Tom. Tom. I was right there. Why not? <laughs> no, I take that. But I, I don't. I don't want to put Tom in such a hot seat right now because he, he's coming in like. More than midway through the season. <laughs> I, I'd take it. I'd take it. All right. I like it. I like it. All right, Tom. You know what? Fine. We lose against Tigres, and then you can put in your application, and you, you get hired on the spot. There you go. All <laughs> right. All right. Well, you guys heard it here. We're predicting a pretty good game at the end of the day. Whether it's a draw, whether it's a win, hopefully cross your fingers and hope that I hear that it's not a loss because, man, are people starting going to – go berserk if that happens but we're we're very hopeful and uh hopefully america does walk away with three points from the volcan so gentlemen before we even get close to ending the show we do have a trivia question that we have to give to the audience so christian 
I give it to you now. Go ahead and let them know what uh, today's trivia question is while I post it on the chat. Sure. So today's trivia question is, uh, who did America face in the 2005 Clausura final? And that, ladies and gentlemen, was Dorados. <laughs> I'm yeah, kidding. Given that, given the answer, I like that. Yeah, <laughs> no, go ahead. It's in the chat. You guys have your hour to answer from here on out, and then uh, hopefully you guys. How's it looking in the score sheet, uh, uh, Christian? It's pretty good. There's uh, there's one person that's like up by twenty points, and then there's wow. like four people that are, are all tied. So if that person misses a couple, you know, you can see someone sneak in. Wow, yeah, so yeah. you're telling me that our trivia table is just as tight as the Liga Mekis table right now. Pretty much. Well, what do you expect? Liga Mekis, you know, Liga Mekis, you know, it correlates, you know? I'm liking it. I'm liking it. I'm liking it. So make sure you guys go. The question again is, go ahead, Christian, tell them. Oh, who did America face in the 2000 final? 2005. 2005. 2005. Yes. All righty, gentlemen. So before we come to the end of this show i want to thank mr tom harrison for coming out and uh giving us his expertise uh advice on everything tom thank you so much again for 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 coming on the show it was a pleasure to be here uh apologize again about the technical difficulties and everything that i've had no it's okay i mean all right i think we're going to just change our name to the technical difficulty show because it (laughs) it happens every week literally happens every week Mm -hmm. But um, I, I, we got you here for the first time, and hopefully it, it's 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 one of many to come for for you here on the show. Uh, I always I always like to ask people who come on here for the first time because you're you're someone who who's well known and well respected in the community, uh, someone who you know is wasn't really part of this Liga Mekis culture and found it and and has come to love and adore it as his own. Uh, you know, for people who who kind of you know look up to what you're doing, and for you know the younger generation that 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 has a passion, just the same way you have a passion for this sport and for this league, what advice would you give them who maybe want to follow within your footsteps? I would say, I mean, I could give a million pieces of advice, but um, the okay, I'll give two two main things. Number one, try and do something unique create a niche create an identity for yourself with what you're trying to do you know if you want to have some sort of following uh try and do something different that not everyone's doing and the other thing would be make friends you know get involved chat to people um have contact contacts are a key so do you want to be my friend that's so. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay you don't have of to course speak. Friend of the show, friend of the show. There you go, friend of the <laughs> show. Friend of the show. No, but thank you so much, Tom. I think uh, I, I think these two gentlemen too could could say it uh, just as well as I can that uh, you know we respect you and look up to you because you know what just your your story is tremendous for for yes. those who don't know. Uh, maybe give them just a quick little uh, a brief background of, of of you and 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 how you got into this. Well, the. The short version is that I accidentally watched a Liga Mekis game five years ago um, and fell in love with everything about it. And it's gone from there. And look, he's now in Mexico City learning how to pickpocket people's uh, belongings. (laughs) (laughs) 
No, but we're we're tremendously happy for you, Tom, and and we we were excited for for everything that's to come. And obviously, you're 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 a big name in in the Liga Megis community because of what you've said. You know, you you've created an, an image for yourself, an identity, something that people can relate to. You know, you're at, at times maybe we're known as the other Tom, but now I think people put you on on your own platform as the Tom Harrison, <laughs> and um. It's 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 amazing to see you know if you look back at 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 the years you've had it's it's tremendous to see you in 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 the position that you are right now and it really is inspiring for 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 all of us right here not just us but for many more people as well. Uh, thank you. That's very very kind of you to say. Um, yeah, I never never thought I'd have that impact. So thank you. No, you're welcome. You're welcome. Keep doing what you're doing. You're making all of us proud. Really, you really really are. So, gentlemen, anything else you want to say to our to our great guest? Yeah, just thank you for coming on the show. And, you know, you really are an inspiration for me. And uh, just keep doing what you're doing. Dylan? Yeah, yeah. just thanks, man. You know, um, kind of going off of making those contacts, I always bring back to that saying, Ivan likes me to say, it's not about the grades you make, but the hands you shake. <laughs> <laughs> definitely, definitely is. All right, well, gentlemen, make sure you guys do follow Mr. Tom Harrison. Tom, where can they find you on Twitter? It's at Tom H underscore 36. At Tom H underscore 36. Make sure you guys follow him because he, every single game he has something to say about and he, the way he breaks things down is amazing. Really, really is amazing. And then he has a perspective that many of us don't have. And, and it, it, it really is fascinating to be able to, to hear it and read about it. So shout out to you, Mr. Tom, for, for doing, doing what you're doing and keep doing it. And I know a lot of more people are, uh, are out here uh, congratulating you as well. Thanks again. Thank you. All righty. Well, comes us to the end of the show. Gentlemen, thank you for coming out. And wait, 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 wait. You forgot about the Lady Aguilas. Oh, no. I totally forgot about And, hey, they, they actually did something the men's couldn't do. They actually got a result against <laughs> yeah. the Classical. Yeah. A 3-0 a three, a win, too, for the big win, too, as well, as they sit second in the table with 22 points with the game in hand, but below Pachuca, who have 23 points. Yep, yep. Well, we'll definitely give them more of a platform on next podcast. I promise, I promise you, ladies. I promise you we will. We're running a little bit late on the show. But, yes, nice little shout-out for them right there. Ladies, Aguilas with the W. Anything else you guys want to add on? No, no. That's everything, I think. All right. Well, with that said, ladies and gentlemen, we've come to the end of the Eagle Eye Podcast. It's been episode 41, and we're looking forward to that Tigres game on Saturday. Make sure you guys do follow us on all social media platforms at Eagle Eye Pod. You can find us on Instagram, and you can find us on Twitter as well, where we'll have you guys covered with everything. I mean, everything regarding up to that game, whether or not Diego Linus will make it. You guys will have to wait and find out and hear from our our platforms as well. Huge, huge shout-out to the uh, La Rasaca Americanista who just received a nice little plaque from YouTube for reaching over 100K subscribers on YouTube. So huge shout-out to you guys, and hopefully you guys continue to keep doing what you're doing because, again, you guys are an inspiration to all Americanismo, not just in New Mexico, but as you guys can see right here in the United States as well. Thank you again to Mr. Tom for coming on to the show. And, gentlemen, as always, thank you for uh, you know giving us – Another great podcast. Yeah, no problem. I'm about to go get this water burger now because I'm starving. All right. <laughs> Dylan is going to go eat. Cowboy Dan, thank you again. Christian, you're off to do New York things. Yes, sir. New York things. It's freaking pouring now. I don't know. We just started pouring. pouring. I will say this, though. I'm supposed to get rain tomorrow, which I'm huge, hugely, hugely skeptical about it because I think rain is a myth in California. But 
you guys, you enjoy that rain. You enjoy that rain, and you enjoy that water burger. And all of you guys, you guys keep enjoying the podcast, and you guys keep enjoying your guys' beautiful, beautiful lives. We'll be back next week to talk about everything that happened against Steelers. We'll give more of the Lady Aguilas a platform, and we'll talk more and more about the, uh, Las Aguilas America and probably L3, seeing how it's uh, almost uh, national call-up time, right? Yes, sir. Yes. Right. Well, we'll get into all that discussion a lot more later down the road. Thank you to everyone who joined today, Mr. Football Forever, Chris, Lewis, Dylan. Oh, wait, you were already here on the pod. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just reading down the names, Mr. Leva, uh, you know, uh, uh, Parishion, everyone, everyone, everyone. And to everyone who is listening on SoundCloud and iTunes as well, make sure you guys do follow us on those platforms if you guys ever miss a live show. And thank you so much for every single one of you guys' support. We're just that much more closer to that our targeted goal mark. So, again, thank you guys so much. We'll be seeing you guys very, very soon. And as always, and as always, as always, as always, Arriba la América. Bye.